Welcome to Peppershock Media's Marketing Expedition Podcast, keeping you up to date with the latest in marketing and advertising. Now, here's your host, Ray Allen. Welcome to the Marketing Expedition Podcast. I am your host, Ray Allen. I'm the president and CEO of Peppershock Media and founder of the Marketing Expedition community. And today on the podcast, we have Bill Coletti, and he is a reputation management, crisis communication, uh, professional development expert and keynote speaker, Wall Street Journal risk and compliance panelist, and a best-selling author of Critical Moments, The New Mindset of Reputation Management. And he has over 25 years years of global experience managing high stake crises, 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 <laughs> how do I say that, Bill? Crises? Crises. <laughs> crises, there we go. Issues, management, and media relations, challenges for both Fortune 500 companies, and winning global political campaigns. Welcome to the show, Bill. Hey, Ray, it's awesome to be here. I look forward to a great conversation. Absolutely. So just tell us a little, I mean, the, the bio says a lot about you, but just give me kind of a, a brief overview. What got you to where you are and what you're doing now? So I early, first part of my career, I was running political campaigns. Uh, and then we quickly, not that quickly, 15 years later, transitioned um, to doing corporate campaigns. And so took the same skill sets that you have in running a campaign, which is all about crisis, and you're either trying to mitigate the crises that you have or create crises for the other side, um, and took those skill sets and applied it into a corporate context. And we sort of innovated this concept of running campaigns for corporations um, from an issues management, and then that quickly morphed into crisis communications and reputation management. And so for six years, We've had our own firm, Kith, and we've been doing it uh, in this form for the past six years or so. So it's been great. So say the name again, Kith. What is that? Where's, where did the name come from? What does that uh, represent? Where's your brand? And, and give me a little a kind fun, of brand essence of that. Yeah. Absolutely. It's a fun story. So um, the phrase is, I'm going home. So if you and I were talking on a Friday and we were colleagues, I'm saying, I'm going to go home on the weekend to go visit my Kith and my kin. And so that would mean I'm kind of going back home. And my kin is an English word, American English word that we use quite often. And that's our family is your kin. Your kith is your original friends, kind of your, your original tribe that taught you the sophisticated habits and put their fingerprints on you different than the imprint that your family put on you. So they're your original friends that taught you sophisticated habits. That's your kith. And so we as a firm try to only work with people that we like. So it's a, we are a cadre of peers trying to share sophisticated habits and outcomes for our clients. And so that's what the word kith means. So it's friends is the short version, but really it's those original friends that shaped you as to make you the man or woman that you are today. I love that. That uh, that's awesome. So your yeah. kids are you know, uh, the clients that are surrounding you, the people that you're kind of going through this path and this journey with. I, I, that's great. Okay, I, I hadn't Absolutely. heard of that before. I've heard of kin, but not kith. So that's a yeah, new so thing for just me. Just kith and kin. It just shows up in yeah. British literature every yeah. every now and then in that context yeah. of going home on Friday. And then as a marketer, and I'm sure you've done website design and whatnot, yeah. and you've had clients that have been, you know, dragging their toes on how to name or what to name a company uh -huh. or a website or a product. Right. On my six years ago, was on the web or was on a conference call with our web designer. And he said, man, we're like ready to launch in 10 days. You got to give this thing a name. Um, it does not have a name because I didn't want to be Bill Coletti LLC. 
Um, right. And on my MacBook Pro at the time, my screensaver was Apple Word of the Day. If you're a Mac user, we have that option of Word of the Day. And KIF popped up and did wow. control D, saw the definition and just bam, I said, that's awesome. That is pretty cool. That's, that's where it came from. <laughs> hey, you know what? Everything it gets inspired from somewhere, someplace, somehow. So I think that's exactly. great. And uh, yeah, nice little plug for Apple there. The word of the day, I do that too. And and you know, we and my staff, we have our daily huddles, and everyone starts off with a word of the day, like how they're feeling, what are you doing right now? Just one word. Give me your one word. But today we actually uh, changed it up to what's your joke for today, right? We wanted to be a little more lighthearted, so <laughs> we came we up need with that. Some, We some need jokes. that in yeah. August or <laughs> September of 2020. We need that. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so I want to know kind of what helped guide you along the way. Is there mentors you had? Is there tools? Is there resources that you, uh, you know, went through and found or, you know, things that, that, that kind of helped you get to where you are now? Yeah, you know, I, I mean, I think the root in politics really was critical for me. Um, I think it's different, you know, Coke and Pepsi or pick any two big brands. I mean, they're fighting for inches of shelf space is at a retail level. And they're, they're just really incremental skirmishes. And politics really forces you to craft messages that win 50% plus one. And, you know, and you're really trying to move... Um, you know, big, big thematics. Now, granted, you've got political parties that get you kind of closer just by, by party identification. So I, I think really the, the expectations of others and understanding that in politics was number one. I think number two is just traveling internationally. I mean, having an exposure and a sense of self beyond the, 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 your present state. Um, and really just working on self-awareness and, and, and being an advisor. I, we, we advise people when they're kind of unfortunately at their worst or they're having a bad day or a bad moment. And so having a sense of self-awareness that lets me be clear, but also lets me be empathetic. Those are probably three things that are pretty, pretty impactful along the way for me. Tell me of an example of somebody that you've helped through a crisis, you know, if you can, I mean, if there's a case study or something that you can share, what, how, how did it go? What happened? How did we, how did you help them? And, and what was the outcome? Yeah, well, one story that I'm just really fond of, and it's, and it's not a prototypical client, and it's a client that is really relevant to um, me personally. Um, there was a young man who about three or four years ago, about four years ago, um, was a college student, was caught on a video saying a racist chant, and, and it, was, it was ugly. Um, a white kid saying things that he shouldn't have been saying, caught on video, and really was able to work with that family on learning and then an apology and a national press conference where he stood up and took questions from national reporters. But we certainly managed the media and we managed the apology. Then he went on, was allowed to have the career that he deserved to have. And, but he did it not only just having apologized, but he did it with a great deal of social awareness and social understanding. Um, and so I'm really proud of that work. I'm proud of the work that we did with that family and for that family. I'm proud of that young man in the transition um, that, that he was involved in. And so, you know, that's a, that's a very, when I get asked a question like that, that young man always comes to mind. Absolutely. You know, I think that there have been other situations, um, you know, related to data breaches, both home, we were in, in a part of both Target and Home Depot and those data breaches and aware of, of situations where big companies needed to figure out what to say just this year, figuring out how to talk about George Floyd. Um, we've had clients that have, that, that have needed us and we've helped organizations figure out how to talk about social risk 
which is quite frankly the big area of growth for us is, is, is figuring out social risk. Industrial accidents are secondary, but I think, you know, having, figuring out what to say about George Floyd, which is typically not a topic people want to talk about, um, and how to talk about it, when to talk about it, and what to say when it's not something you've talked about previously. Yeah, and that is definitely something that is very important that's going on in, in our you know <laughs> nation right now. And so being able to rely on people like you to help through that messaging is very, very important. Thank you for doing that, by the way. I think that that's yeah, something no, that people I, need. I, I, we, val we value it. We value it. And I think there is a we're getting a lot more clarity. I mean, this is all we do. All we do is crisis communications as a firm. Mm -hmm. And I think we're getting a lot more clarity is that the blocking and tackling response around what people generally think of as a crisis, um, you know, whether it be an industrial accidents, you know, sort of malfeasance, sexual harassment, even, you know, some of these, some of these issues that we've seen over and over and over again, companies still need help and guidance on that, but the playbook is relatively straightforward. I think these social risks, the implications of climate change, the implications of LBGTQ, the implications of race, politics, the Trump administration, things like that, those social risks are significantly more complicated and that's where we're spending our time on really helping clients. A, a factory blows up, you apologize for it, you, move, you fix it, you put out the fire and you move on. Um, right not a whole lot of, of deft strategy there. We work with clients that do that, but that the, the greater frontier is this area of social risk. Right. And so much to be said about diversity and inclusion and the oh. things that people are going through right now. That's, I'm glad that people can lean on you to yeah. help them through that for sure. So one of the things that I'd like to ask people is what inspires you to do what you do? Why do you do what you do? And, and why do you want to keep doing it? So, you know, crisis response is what I'm good at, and that's how we help people. Um, um, the way I serve people is really helping communicators and, and the CEOs that they serve, helping them get real clear about mission and values and purpose, because that then makes crisis communications that much easier. So I think what really gets me excited is when organizations don't want to just brush it under the rug and, and, and issue a statement and move on, but organizations that, that want to grow and expand their license to operate and really develop um, as, as both individuals and as entities, um, that's really what gets us exciting. And so we really, that goes to the spirit of Kith. You know, we really want to instill sophisticated habits and, and a sophisticated habit is not a press release that just gets you out. This just an apology. Um, it's really sort of something deeper. And so for me, it's about the personal growth and the professional um, growth of individuals, as well as helping organizations figuring out their why. That's a lot more important to me. Excellent. You help them figure out your why. And that's why you do what you do. <laughs> I like exactly. it. Exactly. So what uh, if you could do anything in your marketing strategy with what you do to get new business and put your name out there, get Kith out there more, what would you do that you haven't done yet that you would like to, to explore and do more of? Oh, it's great. I mean, I have tons of ideas of things that we want to do to share, to um, have the current confidence and conviction like you had to start your own podcast uh, would be one. Um, to have a digital summit. You know, I think we really looked, explored having, you know, a, a, an online convening and have conversations around crisis. Um, 
and so those are those are two things that that we think are are emerging uh, that we will, that we want to do probably on growth plans for 2021. Um, so for the first one, we're just spending more time with with wonderful people like you, yeah. and then the second one, we're um, just doing convenings for our clients to talk about these issues. That's great. Yeah, that's definitely one thing that st started a lot more of is online networking, online you know meetings, and I definitely had to pivot some of the events that we put on to completely sure. virtual instead. And and I think that that's going to be a way that people will do this kind of maybe a hybrid situation. Maybe there will be people that are in the room live with you, but then also streaming Zoom, and I am teaching a class at uh, the university here locally, Boise State University, and we are doing both. We are having people in class and then also on Zoom, and so it's it's getting, I'm getting used to that, right? It's getting comfortable with the uncomfortable, mm -hmm. and then, yeah, podcasts, right? That's definitely exploding now. I think, um, you know, we've been doing podcasts for, for years, but now more and more, and we're starting to release them once a week now. By the way, it'll be re released on Thursdays, but uh, it, it is something that I think is is a great way to, you know, like you being interviewed, but also being able to share uh, and, and go through that journey. And I think you would make a great podcast about crisis communication and giving people ideas of what they can do if they get themselves in a you know situation that is in a crisis mode and what that looks like and maybe some examples sure. that you've done. So I think that would be a, a good, I, yeah. would, I would listen to that podcast, Bill. <laughs> Excellent. Well, very good. That's what we want to talk about. Add in there a little bit of personal development and growth are oh, the things that we're interested in as well. But yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you know what? I think um, it used to be the podcast we would say do 20 minutes because that's when people would commute, right? Well, now my commute time is from, you know, my, my couch to the kitchen or, you know, exactly. my, my office yes. there. But it's, it's actually interesting because podcasts have actually grown more during the quarantine. More people are listening to them and, yeah. and now more people are streaming in on Spotify and Pandora and just other venues aside from just, you know, Apple iTunes. So when you get going and you get your podcast up and running, uh, there's lots of different places to put it and get it out there and, and make sure that it's, it's seen and heard, right. And download yeah, absolutely. <laughs> downloaded. Yeah, for sure. So um, tell me, some tools that you use, uh, if it's technology tools or, or, you know, maybe some processes that you use, but what kind of tools do you use, uh, in your business? What do you use with your clients? How do you manage what you're doing? Um, maybe there's some tools that you use to, uh, submit with your, your press releases. I don't know. Tell me, tell me some of the, the technology and tools that you have. Yeah, most of them are internally focused. I mean, we're big Slack users. We love Slack as a firm, so spend a lot of time on Slack. Um, one I shared with you that you and I talked about a, a minute ago offline is a, a technology called Loom, where it just lets you shoot online videos. So if you're talking, if you're editing a document, it, your picture superimposes on the image or on the screen, and so you can use Loom. So I, I love Loom as, uh, to shoot videos. And so if I'm with a client, I'm not, I, I rarely edit you know, small dogs versus puppies. I don't really comment on that, but on the big themes of what we're talking about, and it really lets me sort of share in context mm -hmm. from a video context, um, what's going on and then supplement it with a phone call, obviously, but it lets you do things asynchronously. You don't have to get everybody on a call. I can sort of share my perspective for people to reflect on it. Um, so uh, Zoom, if you're not using Zoom, everybody's using Zoom nowadays. Uh, that's <laughs> Zoom, big, Zoom, yeah. <laughs> love that. Um, and then from a project management standpoint is Asana. Um, technologies for sending out press releases and tech, you know, Twitter and social and whatnot, none of those are particularly revolutionary. But from a firm management standpoint, um, those are kind of three tools, Slack, Loom, and, and Asana are two that we spend a lot of time on. And we've tried them all. We've been in Basecamp, Trello, all the different formats and just sort of settled on Asana. 
Yeah, we use Asana as well, and it definitely is helpful because I think that anybody can use Asana, and if we have interns, we can, you know, assign them tasks, and they don't have to be within our, you know, domain, if you will, and I think that a lot of people have picked up on, on Asana. Slack, I started using, I, it's just another place for me to go, another, another tool, you know, but I definitely can, can relate to, to that, and of course, Zoom, yeah, it's, it's definitely... Yep. <laughs> Slack has been almost an email killer for us. We only email uh, externally. We rarely email internally. Okay. Um, We've been a nice feature. using like Google Meet or, you know, Hangouts and that kind yeah. of thing, like chat feature. But I, I can see yeah. where Slack could be, be useful for sure. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Have you, yep. Yep. We've not invited clients on it. There's some agencies that we benchmark and talk about it. They've actually invited clients into the workspaces on Slack. So, um, and how many people do you have working with you, Bill? Uh, so there's six of us. Six, yeah, okay. Six. Yes. Yep. Yeah, team like us, we're, we're, there's 10, but it's, yep. yeah, a small team, but yet, you know, lots of, lots of us to wear lots of different hats and yep. <laughs> different roles exactly. and, and those types yep. of things, but uh, excellent. So what's a, what's a good book that you uh, would recommend people read in your industry? Yeah, you know, I read a bunch of stuff. Um, I'm reading Atomic Habits right now. I'd read it previously. I think that's a terrific book. Um, that's there. Um, there's one I'm reading now called about uh, something about stillness um, by Ryan Holiday. Um, it's more of a stoic a mentality. And so I think that's really directly related to crisis because I don't, I think that in crisis and leaders that find themselves in crisis moments and needing to lead an organization or advise an organization, I really believe it's the crucible of crisis doesn't, doesn't develop your skill set, it reveals your skill sets. And so I think having a root of stillness and a root of clarity is really important for folks in crisis communications um, and, and big, big, you know, earth rattling crises, not, not, not normal, you know, business challenges. Um, but I think having that reservoir of clarity is really important. So those are two, um, Ryan Holiday, Stillness and, and Atomic Habits are both really great books nowadays. And of course your book, right? Let's talk I about did your write book. The critical, yeah. yeah, I did write, write our book, Critical Moments, New Mindset of Reputation Management and sort of took this model of what we're doing um, around reputation management, which is typically a byproduct post-crisis, to really articulate a framework. And I'm sure you're familiar with the four P's of marketing from way, way back in the day. You learned about the four I P's. I know, I'm teaching marketing now, so it's like it's all coming back. <laughs> yeah, you know, the four P's of marketing came up in the 60s and sort of first articulation of the marketing mix. And we can argue if price, product, place, and promotion are still relevant. I think they kind of are. They're pretty durable. Um, digital cross cuts all of them. So that's, that's the big innovation. So what I did is I created a, you know, what are the four A's of reputation management? And, and the, 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 folk, the folk tale goes that a CEO and I had just finished this moment, this crisis together. Um, we were debriefing in her office in New York. And she said, you know, all along you've been talking about reputation management. What do you mean? And I was sort of jargon filled and consultant buzz speak. And she was not tracking with me on what I meant about the distinction between brand and reputation. She didn't quite get it. And she said, so you mean something like the four P's of marketing? And I said, well, no, I've not, I haven't really articulated that way. So that night on the flight home, mm -hmm. cocktail napkin on the plane, and I actually mapped out the four A's of reputation management, which are a, a awareness, assessment, authority, and then action. Um, or the four A's to really set a roadmap for actually how you do reputation management at an enterprise level. 
Oh, wow. Okay. I'm going to have to check out the book for sure. Now I need to learn my four A's and, <laughs> and then of course now there's the, the, the C's too, right? Uh, you know, client, consumer and campaign. I mean, all, all of the things that you think of. Yeah, everybody, loves, everybody, everybody loves that kind of stuff. Yeah. 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 I've got the five R's raise five R's. So it's ratings, recommendations, referrals, ranking and or reviews and rewards. <laughs> yeah. Very good. Anyway, yeah, there's definitely lots of ways to, to communicate that, but I like that. It it makes it so that you can remember it and understand, and and so I think that. Yeah, and that's what, when you look back at the four A's and, and, and or excuse me, the, the, the four P's, you know, the big innovation of the four P's from my vantage point, as you look at corporations, price, product, place, promotion, is that a CMO or a leader of sales and marketing, well, first of all, it delineated the difference between sales and marketing which had never, which is very fuzzy. And now they, they became two distinct disciplines. But for a marketer, if you have this four P's, what you really get to do is you get to assign budget and assign a responsibility. So you, if you look deeply into an organization, you see most marketing organizations are organized around some semblance of price, product, place, and promotion. And similarly, what we tried to do with the four A's of reputation management is to give leaders assignable function areas, which then budget can follow to actually do the right thing and actually grow a reputation the same way you want to try to grow a brand in those four P's of marketing. What are you a proud of? Like what accomplishments have you made that you're most proud of? Well, professionally or personally, I think personally it's, it's raising two amazing daughters, uh, both really strong, powerful, confident women that I feel really passionately about. Obviously, they're my children, um, but both of them are emerging as, as strong, powerful, confident women, and I was, was raised by one, and so it, to, for me to sort of help channel that for them. You know, I think professionally is that we as a firm have grown We've been in service, um, but we've also been able to provide bonuses and payroll to a series of, to a number of people, some from that have been from the beginning and others that have come and gone. Uh, but really, I think build a firm that serves people, but also build a firm that helps families and helps our team, which is really important to me. Excellent. Okay, Bill, how can people reach out to you? How can they uh, engage with you? Yeah, it's great. Um, well, first of all, um, LinkedIn is great. Bill Coletti on LinkedIn. I'm very, very try to stay active and do some publishing there. Um, specifically for, for this podcast, if folks are interested, we're going to set up a KITH, K-I-T-H dot C-O is our website. Um, and then we're going to have a special link just for this. We'll give you for the show notes um, so that folks can actually go there and, and get some content, get some of the things that I shared. Um, love to have conversations with people. And then Twitter, B Coletti on Twitter is the great place to be. And that's C-O-L-E-T-T-I. Excellent. We will definitely get those out there. And thank you for, for that, for the audience. Okay. One last question for you. Yeah. Where do you see yourself in five, 10 years from now? Awesome. Well, we have a, um, we are really fortunate as a firm. We take that question very, very seriously. So what we want to do is that in, in five years, we want to have created what we call a self-managing company um, that lets me as the leader um, go do something next. Um, and, and whether that is write a next book, go sail around the world, um, or dig in deeper into what we're doing already. But it's really to create uh, both revenue growth and, and, and innovation that lets us really continue to serve great new clients. But very specifically, it's to give me the personal freedom to go do something next.
I love that. That's awesome. Okay. Well, thank you so much for being on the show and uh, we will get this link out there for everyone and for all of our listeners until next time. Enjoy the journey. Thanks, Bill. Thanks, Ray. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Marketing Expedition Podcast. Find more online at Peppershock.com. Wouldn't it be great if there was one place you can go to get all the latest information and tips about marketing and advertising? The Marketing Expedition community is that place. People like you gather in our online community to build relationships with others and find the latest marketing trends, tactics, tools, and technology. We help you build your brand and your bottom line. Start your adventure today. Visit themarketingexpedition.com to find out more.